Welcome to The Follow-Up, a weekly podcast that goes in-depth into projects recently reviewed on Brand New, featuring conversations with the designers and sometimes their clients, uncovering the context, background, and design decisions behind the work. Hi, this is Brian e. Gomez Palacio, and welcome to episode one of The Follow-Up. Today, we're following up on Popeye's, the fast food chain taking not just America, but the world by storm with their immensely popular fried chicken sandwich and crispy, delicious New Orleans-style menu. The project, designed by the New York office of Jones Knowles Ritchie, was posted on Brand New on June 1st. You can pull it up on your browser at bit.ly slash bnpodcast001. That is B-I-T dot L-Y slash bnpodcast001. Today, we are joined by J.B. Hartford, creative director at Jones Mills Ritchie, and their client, David Fernandez, director of global brand marketing at Popeyes and parent company, Restaurant Brands International, Inc. In this conversation, we go deeper into many subjects, like Popeyes' goal of global expansion and how that informed many design decisions, including the introduction of a new icon. We also go in detail into the development of a new brand pattern full of texture and character, and we uncover the secret ingredient that made this design work. Joy! Now, let's listen in as Armin follows up with JB and Dave. Thank you, JB and David, for being here today. Let's get right to it with the first question. How did the relationship between JKR and Popeyes start? We started this project around almost two years ago in 2018. We were always excited about JKR's track record of you know great work and great clients. You know, secretly, I always admired their work from you know Bud Light and Duncan. Um, we were off on the sidelines, kind of admiring their work and. We really came to them looking for the right kind of partner, one that was really going to kind of see the uh, potential in this brand as much as we did. Because back in 2018, I think Popeyes was still America's kind of best kept secret is what what we like to say internally. And this was all before chicken sandwich and all that. And we really needed the right partner to help us kind of take this brand to the next level because our aspirations was to make it a globally iconic brand at the end of the day. And how did you first come across JKR's work? You mentioned Bud Light, but but that was like a few years ago. So how did you uh, first get to know about them? Yeah, I mean, for me, looking at the awards that uh, are given out in the design world, um, JKR is a name that is often at the top of of these uh, judges' lists. So that's always has caught my attention. But at the same time, we have a lot of people internally at our organization that we're familiar with. JKR's work and were uh, asking us to speak to with them. So JB, how about you? When So uh, did you receive an email? Yeah, I think that David had mentioned earlier that um, they kind of walked into our office asking to work with us. And um, I think we're quite blessed at JKR to be able to work with some American icons that might need a little bit of revitalization, a little bit of new breadth, um, something a little bit more energetic to not only keep the history of the brand alive, but bring in new consumers, get people to notice them and bring in um, a new audience. So Popeyes, an American icon, I'm from the South. I grew up with it. It is um, vibrant and soulful. There's a joy to it. 
Um, we had an opportunity to take the icons that they have now and revitalize them and then build them new assets that hopefully will last for the next hundred years and inspire the next generation of designers when they walk into their room and their door with an opportunity like this. And so, David, when you um, when you first start, started the project, were you did you have a very clear idea of what you wanted to have in the end, or was that informed from that initial meeting with JKR and thinking, oh, this could be much more, or this could go in uh, in a different way once uh, that relationship started? Yeah, I think we we walked in there with a really clear idea of, of what we wanted. We weren't sure if uh, we were going to be able to get it all at once and at the speed we needed it. And what really was driving that is that for us, um, we've always had really big aspirations for this brand to take it globally. And our research was often telling us that while people, especially in the U.S., love our product, you know, we have a, a cult following, the brand experience lagged behind the food. And we saw this gap as a big opportunity to, to elevate the brand experience to match the quality of our food. So that's really kind of where this all started is that by changing the brand experience, we needed to start with that, you know, that DNA, which is the visual identity, the brand strategy that goes behind all that. And uh, that's what we had in mind to start. But I remember, you know, distinctly, I walk into JKR, we showed them a slide with like 10 things beyond that visual identity that we needed to overhaul things like uniforms, packaging, restaurant image. And I think that was really appealing to, to JKR to see like the uh, the breadth of work that you know we were going to bring to the table beyond just one project. Yeah. So JB, when you first when you saw those uh, first slides in that uh, uh, meeting, what what was your first impression? Was it like were you did you see the full potential from the beginning? Were you uh, scared a little bit of uh, the task at hand? Never scared. I think this is a designer's dream, right? A, a iconic brand walks in and says every touch point counts and that's quite important because then you realize that they understand the breadth that brands can take in our world in our minds um so when what david's saying is it's not just a logo and an icon and a pattern it's everything from where the brand shows up to the uniform the digital platforms the social platforms the store experience the swag that we get to create and um, so never scared of a project like that. Uh, everyone should be jealous of a project like this. Well, I think uh, the whole design industry is jealous, so you are correct. But I, I think I, I would be scared. I think there's always something. I've never, I mean, when not on our own as under consideration, but uh, when I used to work at Pentagram, whenever there was a high-profile uh, client engagement, there was a little bit of a scary feeling, like I better not screw this up <laughs> in any way, in any significant way, because there's always that that uh, that chance that that might happen. Uh, but yeah, no, so it's good too that you go in, uh, no holds barred, no fear, uh, at least, uh, you know, uh, at, the, yeah. at the beginning. Was, did any fear set in um, afterwards at some point? No, I think what set in is once the chicken sandwich dropped, the pressure really, you really felt the pressure to make sure you were delivering something that lived up to the product hype, right? So what David said is this food is delicious and flavorful and colorful that we better deliver that from an identity perspective because then we would fail but hopefully um i feel like we have delivered 
So, David, did you know before? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing yes, but did you know going into this that the chicken sandwich was going to drop during the process? And was that part of the brief saying like, hey, this is going to come and we expect this to be, you know, have a certain impact? The, the chicken sandwich lead time, you know, this was a, a project that was two years in the making, same with our own visual identity project. So at the very initial stages, like I knew there was a chicken sandwich coming. I had not tried it myself. We had not tested it. I had no idea that it was going to be the success it was going to be. So really the, the starting point was that we have this global expansion plans and we wanted to take this uh, brand to the next level so that we can um, achieve our goals of bringing this brand to markets all over uh, the world. So, you know, at that time we were just talking about Brazil, but, you know, we've since then moved to Spain, to the Philippines, to China, and having a new visual identity, something with fresh energy momentum to get to the brand was was essential to, to sell it in, you know, and continue to, to bring it to more new markets in the future. Right. And uh, so you mentioned uh, that you want uh, someone that could take on the challenge on the speed. Uh, uh, but it sounds like, you know, it, speed is relative because this has been, you know, this was two years in the making. So uh, can you talk us a little bit uh, about the kind of like the time frame and what was driving that, you know, relative speed in your industry? Yeah, so I think we when we started, we wanted to kind of do a little touch and go with JKR, not uh, it wasn't the exact, you know, full-on overhaul. So uh, the first project we worked on with them was actually trying to solve an issue we were having in our first, you know, new international market opening for Brazil, which was essentially uh, when you bring our our logo, our brand to a, new, a restaurant there in the market where no one's ever heard of Popeyes, no one's ever seen Popeyes, they had no idea what we served. You know, that we're a brand that is a uh, an arbiter of great fried chicken. And we really wanted to to make that come across. So that's kind of where the, the first variation of the, the chicken icon came to life was actually a solve for an, this issue in Brazil. Um, but we loved it so much that we always knew that it was going to make its way into the visual identity in some way, shape or form. But at that time, it was just uh, you know an initial view for Brazil. That's interesting because I was going to ask about the chicken icon. Uh, so I think we'll jump on to that just to uh, keep on that subject. Um, because it seems that, uh, you know, compared like a logo change, we sort of expect that. And in a way, the logo evolution wasn't that drastic. It kept some of the same bounciness, the same kind of like white structure. But then all of a sudden there's this, uh, you know, uh, very charming, endearing chicken icon that is... Um, in a way, all over the place, you know, it's on Instagram, it's at the bottom of the of the website, it's on the ordering system. Uh, so was there any hesitation to introduce that, uh, you know, at least uh, once you tested it out for Brazil to bring that into the American market? She, that icon, is one of our favorite things about the system. I, I said, like David said, he tested us out to see if we could make that icon for the global expansion. And her popularity down there really spread this enthusiasm and joy through the brands. And we wanted to make sure that she stood at the center of our brands. She became that clear icon of what we're known for, which is chicken. Um, it is a, a quick icon that people understand, but that movement, that dynamism and her, uh, her involvement with everything in the brand was the thing that we needed to push and we were got buy-in on, right? It's one thing to have something stoic and, and solid, but it's another thing that can move and build and grow with the brand. So 
we really love that we take our food seriously, but with, with her and our icon, we're able to have a little bit of fun and a little bit of vibrancy and joy. She's dynamic. She's throughout our whole visual identity. Like you says, she's causing a little bit of mischief, right? So she's into music. She's into a marinade. She's into the delivery system. We put wheels on her. We put her in a bag. We put her on a serving tray. Uh, we put her in a trophy. And I think it's that unexpected joy that we talk a lot about Popeye's owning, and she is an icon that really brings that to life. Now, uh, like in my mind, I keep referring to the icon as it, but you're very, like you're very purposely uh, calling uh, it her uh, and she. Does does she have a, a name internally that you refer to? Uh, or is that like uh, out of the, is, you know, are you uh, going to plead the fifth? That one? I might have to plead she, the she fifth. Does I have can... a name. She does Okay, that's all we need to know. Well, she has a name, but it's internal right now. We're not at liberty to say yet what her name is. Makes sense. Is there a plan to eventually reveal that? I wouldn't say we were going to make a big deal about like revealing the name. I think it's more that if questions are asked or we need to, to refer to her as something, we, 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 she does have a name that we already use internally. It's just we want to make sure it's protected. <laughs> yeah, that, that's wonderful. I think that you always find all these uh, strange names to brand icons that you, um, you that you had no idea that they existed, but they just because they existed internally and then some, some, at some point someone, like you should put that in a in a press release or somewhere like oh that's what that's called okay uh so yeah we'll uh we'll keep our eyes out for uh for uh, a yeah. naming of the chicken and exactly as you described that's what happened you know i i referred to her as something internally and then it's just taken off and everyone calls her that and the official name whether i meant it to be or not <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful and it's funny because, because then you can create a whole lore about how the name came to be and what it means and uh, and, and build like a lot of uh, backstory behind the name. But uh, so, yeah, but it's interesting that you're just like, yeah, that's the name that came to mind when I saw saw her and uh, it stuck. Um, so um, in terms of the logo, um, how did that process go? Was it... From the, from the beginning, was it like little baby steps, like we don't want a revolution or were you given more, uh, and this is more of a question for JB, I guess, were you given more free reign to explore whatever and then you were reined back in or how did that go? It's, it's one of the toughest things as a designer when you have this iconic logo that resonates with so many people's hearts and um, stories around their kitchen table with their family. And then um, we're in the middle of a redesign and what we needed to do is we needed to step back and say, where were we going to take this brand? And one of the things we wanted to do was uh, grow the brand up, have the visual identity, actually look and stand for the quality of the food. And when you look at the old logo, a beautiful logo, quirky, cartoony, the O's look like they're eggs. You know, it's a lot of character. So you don't want to lose that character, but the brief is to modernize and make the brand relevant. So um, we don't want to lose the iconicity of it. So we worked with um, a very uh, dear friend of ours. His name is Ian Brignell. He is a world-renowned typographer who's known for doing iconic word marks for other American icons, Budweiser, Burger King, Hershey's, Harvard. So he, Ian, is an amazing partner. And what we did was we made sure that we kept the quirkiness in there, but then brought in a little bit of the elevated sophistication and the premiumness we were looking for. So the baseline is now all even. 
Um, the orange is very bright and vibrant, but there's a little bit of quirk, uppercase, lowercase. You got a little bit of like the serifs coming off of the P's. And I think that through the partnership and actually um, the openness for change from RBI and from the Popeyes team got us to a pl place where I think that we've made a new timeless wordmark and icon that elevated the brand to the place that we wanted to take it. Yeah, because I think one thing that's interesting is, uh, and that's something that I mentioned in the review, that you know, for most people, for most consumers, like the change, no one's gonna go like, oh my god, they changed the Popeyes logo. For most people, the essence of the logo is still there, and I think that you know, for at a point where you're not looking to reinvent the brand or re you know introduce a whole new menu like it makes a lot of sense to just go with something that modern that makes the implementation of it at large scale a lot easier but still retain some of that uh you know that uh what makes it recognizable yeah if i would add something it's that we didn't take this decision lightly so we did do a lot of research to make sure you know there were no major risks for the change especially as you were alluding to, you know, people don't want to think that the food is changing or their, you know, the brand has changed for them if they're a loyal fan. And it was important for our research to show that maybe our loyal fans don't absolutely love the change, but they're not opposed to it. And at the same time, we found that our new logo, our new visual identity was particularly attractive to people who don't frequent Popeyes often. And that's for a brand that's trying to grow, for a brand that wants to reach new people. That was really important for us. So we kind of hit that sweet spot of being okay for our loyal fans, but really attractive to, to new people that we want to bring into our restaurants. Yeah, I think that's interesting. When you think about the old logo, like even though it wasn't a crazy logo, like the previous logo, the one from 10 years ago, like that one was out there. And I think that hinted at something like, you're either going to love this or hate it. Like there wasn't a <laughs> middle point. And then the last logo sort of um, was a segue into bigger, into making it feel less, you know, alien in a way or less uh, intimidating or that you had to buy into a certain, you know, quote unquote flavor. But I think this just really opens up to like, there's no, there's no visual hints that, you know, this could be a wild ride you're about to get into when you try a fried chicken. Like it seems more tempered to a, a general, a, a bigger audience. Exactly, and a global one at that. Which I think, if I can add to that, it might be a good segue to talk about the pattern and how we ended up with the pattern. Because like you said, we matured, we cleaned up, maybe lost a or not lost, but matured our logo. And one of our uh, design principles was to make sure that we're balancing those bold graphics with a human touch. And that's where the uh, pattern kind of uh, was born from. And it was absolutely fun doing that pattern. It was um, joyful. We keep saying that word, but it really was. And what's amazing is we have someone um, on my design staff. His name is JP. He was uh, raised in New Orleans. This is, once again, a brand that was always at his kitchen table. And this opportunity for him to draw and design these icons was a dream come true because he remembers walking the streets of New Orleans, understanding the flavor, the color, the um, kind of naivety of outsider art and the vibrancy of um, all the graphics on the restaurants. And so that's where the style came from, because if we didn't have that pattern, we would just be with a bold 
orange and white brands but bringing in that pattern made sure that we balanced that human touch with the bold graphics it was it's a celebration right of the party that um, Popeyes brings to you each one of those icons brings to life either food or flavor the language there's some puns in there that are hilarious um, you know Popeyes is known for Louisiana there's Fleur de Lis is everywhere and that was on their old pack but now our Fleur de Lis is made from a piece of uh, a fish and two shrimps. Like, that's hilarious, right? And drumsticks are actually used as drumsticks on a drum to evoke the music of New Orleans. And um, Creole has a big, has teeth like an alligator in it. And if you look at all like the fun discovery elements, that's speaks to that flavor that the food brings also the mixture the combination um the magic that's in all of uh the ingredients coming together is the same thing that's coming out and in, into life through that pattern and um you would think that it would have been difficult to to align on what all of those meant i think that it is a true design challenge to be able to get clarity of message in a small drawn image and probably the only thing that we really struggled with was the 12-hour marinade, but that's just a hard concept to get anyway. Um, but it's in there, and um, I think that we're really proud about the unapologetic use of it as well, right? So it's on um, our uniforms, it's in our packaging, it's on the chicken sandwich wrap, it's um, in our photography, and it's on our menus, it's in our digital menus, it's... it's, uh, it's I just go back to how I answered, you know, the question is it's fun, right? So balancing that boldness of our logo and our wordmark with the hand-drawn elements of our pattern. Yeah, it's funny. As, as, you're as you were talking about it, I was imagining, you know, the Popeye's logo, like this uh, kind of like the more straight man mm -hmm. or the straight person in this uh, skit, you know, it's kind of like the chicken breast, <laughs> like it's a, or just the chicken thigh or the chicken leg. It's like it's the, the core of the thing, but then you're putting all the spices, all the goodness through the pattern and literally... You know, I don't know if it's because you were talking about the pattern or I was thinking about the chicken, but I just started salivating. You're hungry. Yeah, right? I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, you know, and like I'm because I'm picturing the the pattern as you're talking about it, and it's just funny how the pattern takes on the same crispiness and flakiness of the picture of the chicken on top of it. So it's, it really works on uh, on multiple levels um, and kind of like a very instinctual and it just like appeals to your um you know palate in a way that is uh, sort of strange uh, but i'll stop rhapsodizing about you know, <laughs> i might uh, i might i might use in the future that our our line work is in representation of the chicken crust on our fried chicken so i'll take that <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure i credit you though i promise <laughs> sounds good um, were, were there any um, any things that were left on the cutting room floor for being too silly, too obscure, or was it just like, a, you know, once you started, it was hard to put a stop to it just because it was so free and so joyful? Man, I'm trying to think back. I, I don't think there was anything that was so outlandish that we, we just had to remove it. A lot of it was like things that we evolved that we liked, but, you know, needed to, to adjust a little bit. But um, I... I mean, going back to what you were saying, JB, is something I particularly loved about this pattern was those the Easter eggs that you you know you brought to the table. Whether it's the drumsticks playing the drum with the drums, or the fish—I call it the fish to Lee. There's so there's just so many points of discovery there 
that I think, you know, ultimately for me, what was important, it was that this packaging uh, exudes joy, but also brings a smile to people's faces when, when you know, they, they take the time to look at it. Because as JP said earlier, um, we, you know, are very design led when, when we think about how we approach our visual, our, our visual identity, our brand identity. And at the end of the day, um, every touch point counts. You know, every touch point sends a message to our guests about our brand. So we really, uh, those, those are the things I appreciate the most, those, those details, those moments of discovery. And this might be a touchy subject and we don't have to get about the pro, you know, the, you know, comparing one to the other, but uh, the kind of like the hand-drawn uh, approach to the illustration, I think in the realms of fast food and chicken, I think, you know, one of the first things that I thought that came to mind was like, oh, the Chick-fil-A, uh, eat more chicken, uh, kind of like the splattery, painted splattery hand-drawn approach that they had. And like, I don't think people are going to confuse it, but was there any hesitation to go in that direction and perhaps, you know, invite that sort of criticism from someone on Twitter? At the end of the day, we were always benchmarking against the competition. So when, you know, the, the first time we saw these, these hand-drawn um, elements, you know, you know, we did think, hey, you know, Chick-fil-A does have a, you know, a, a, a hand-drawn style of font. But I think, you know, for them, it's more of a, you know, a campaign. You know, it's, it's about a few cows trying to convince people that they should eat more chicken, right? But for us, we're looking at this as, you know, this is bringing a lot more story, color, substance to our brand. Because, for example, the hand-drawn pattern you know, d- does say something about how we prepare our food by hand, you know, with a lot of love and care. You know, there's a lot of attention to detail. It's written in a way that's it's, it's fun, it's joyous, um, and it, sh- it says a lot about where we come from. So, so that's what's really important for me is that ultimately this is it's all I think we can all agree that, you know, biting into fried chicken, you know, just makes you feel no, amazing no matter what else is going on in the world right now. And this pattern, you know, this, this joy that's exuded co- coming from there really uh, speaks to that. I almost imagine that little elements from the illustration are almost like, you know, waiting for a spinoff of their own. Like, you know, every, like you could take one thing out of there and just make a T-shirt just for the one, you know, the, for the fleur de lis with the shrimp and the fish. You know, those things can take on a life of, on their own. And uh, it's funny because like you never know when something will strike a chord with someone um, and someone one, might, one day might, be, might point something out and then that takes off. So I think it's interesting that, you know, there's a, a room for exploration in that one brand component. Yeah, and I can tell you that some of the icons um, have made it onto really cool T-shirts. I'm going to send you one, Armin, of nice. uh, one like the, the chicken with like the sunglasses, for example, is like this really cool shirt. We call it world famous chicken. It's like a celebrity chicken shirt. And. Uh, it's a really cool, cool look to put on with under a blazer. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. I can't wait for it. Um, So in terms of the, you know, like speaking of things like that, like swag that's coming, what does the rollout look like? Because it's, uh, you know, like even with the, when I show the project on brand new, the packaging is still a render. And like, I'm dying to see that, like a real photo of the thing with the shadow, you know, with like real light hitting it. For us, the, the key thing is that, you know, we could just turn on a switch and, and go put in all our communications on digital social media, you know, overnight. But for us, we really wanted one of the most important touch points, the one that's very physical, that's very you know, intimate with our guests is packaging. 
Um, we wanted that to make its way and make a, a big presence in our restaurants um, before we, you know, really went all out with uh, a rollout. So, you know, the, if we, we go back to last year, um, after we signed off on, you know, this, this visual identity, we got started on the packaging first and foremost, because that's a really long lead time type of uh, implementation. Um, once that made it into its, the restaurants which was towards the end of last year, we kind of flipped the switch on all other touch points. So if you look at our website today, you look at our social media pages, the packaging in the restaurants, um, our new restaurant image around the world, the visual identity has been there. It's just uh, we wanted to start with the packaging first. And so speaking about the restaurant image around the world, I think uh, both me and all the people in the comments were like, oh, my God, that Shanghai store. That is crazy good looking. Uh, what, so what was sort of the process behind the design of that store? And, you know, what can we expect, if at all, to see some of those uh, elements come into the U.S. market? Yeah, so I think the first thing to, to keep in mind is that the Shanghai store is one of three just awesome designs we've come out with in the last 12 months. So coinciding with this whole visual identity overhaul in parallel, we were working on new restaurant image at the same time, you know, um, and marrying those two as well. And uh, Shanghai was the most recent uh, opening, which um, you, I presume you saw in, in the news. And um, it's probably the more premium of the group. But at the same time, we're really excited about our new US restaurant image, which you can see like on, on my screen here, our European image. Um, so we essentially have three different ones. And the Shanghai one, again, being the more premium one, looks fantastic. I, I absolutely can't wait to visit it. I haven't been to it myself, um, unfortunately, because of Corona. But I think the the fans uh, we have in China have already really uh, found it quite appealing because you look at the lines um, the are down the street, you know, 400 people deep. Popeye's had quite a successful uh, opening in China, and uh, it's very encouraging uh, for the future of the market there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so speaking of the popularity, uh, not just in China, but in the US, how do you prep, how do you set up the brand to expand and keep that same element of surprise? Yeah, so I think I'm going to take a quote that actually JKR taught me, like when we first started this project was, I think it was um, Oscar Wilde, we said, like, right, be yourself, you know, everyone else is already taken. So we always have to stay true to you know who we are, no matter how big we get, how far we expand around the world. You know, at the end of the day, we you know we are a brand that was born out of Louisiana. Our origin story influences everything we do as a brand, as, as you've seen with our visual identity, from our menu to our communications, all the food that um, we we put out to the world is always has a little bit of a Louisiana flair or inspiration. So. That's really the key for me is, um, you know, being a great brand has to start with a great product foundation. So even before Chicken Sandwich and all the hype, you know, we've always had fantastic food. Maybe people just didn't know. Um, and I think the sandwich has changed the game for us because it's allowed us to, to put Popeyes into people's hands that have never had it before, who maybe never ventured out or, or tried it. But now not only are they trying our chicken sandwich, but they're discovering all the other great menu items we have and it's really just changed the game for us um, and we're really excited about where this brand can go now that we're kind of firing on all cylinders you know we've always had this great product foundation but we've elevated our brand experience to to meet that and i think the sky's the limit for this brand uh globally and I, and like i said at the beginning 
I want this to be a globally iconic brand. And I think uh, JKR has helped us um, get to the, to, to the starting point for that. And uh, let's see where it goes. Yeah, agreed. I think there's a, a really strong foundation here to build on. Um, so JV, are you, is JKR still involved in pushing this forward or is it now up to uh, Popeyes to take it to, to the finish line? Well, I think like David said, it's been a you know two-year relationship and process with us just for this one project. And I mean, you're very familiar with how long it takes for the world to see the work that's been happening behind the curtains. And JKR is still continuing our relationship with Popeyes. It has passed on to another creative team that David's working with. Uh, super talented. We've been doing a lot of... Um, in-store photography, we've done a behind-the-scenes uh, food prep photo shoot, and we have done some merchandising work for them. So it's quite exciting that we've finished this one project that we're talking about now, but the relationship continues. And David, I have to say that my heart fluttered a little bit when you spoke the Oscar Wilde quote, because I really feel that this has been you and your team have been such great collaborators and team members that it's a, it's a beautiful relationship that we continue to build and we continue to grow just beyond this one thing you're seeing right here. So hopefully we could be doing another one of these um, in the next year where we're talking about the next big thing that we're doing with Popeye's. It, it sounds like a match made in fried chicken heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I think on that note, uh, those are all the questions that I had. I think we've touched on a lot of great subjects, and I think it's been uh, great to hear about just the kind of like the energy and the... Uh, Kind of like the, you know, the one word that I didn't expect to he, uh, hear today, and not not for any reason in particular, but the the joy, you know, and I think that is very that comes across. You know, I hadn't thought about it when I wrote the review, but I think you know, now that you mention it, there there is an evident sense of joy, not just in the graphic, but in in the product. I think that's been the the most uh, interesting part of this conversation, just like uh, listening to the joy behind the uh, kind of like the engine that made the brand happen. To that point, you know, Popeyes is a combination and blend of many things. It's vibrant, it's colorful, it's flavorful, and all of that brings joy to you. So um, I'm glad that we got to talk to you today about this. So you got to see a little bit of an inside peek into um, the minds behind the great work that we did together. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was, uh, this was fun. I really appreciated uh, being able to to kind of collaborate with with UJB on this call and and you know talk about uh, all the amazing work that has come out uh, in the last year. It's just it's exciting to just look back and, and see where we where we were and you know where we are right now. And you know one of my favorite things to do is is just to go on Instagram and look at like the tag photos of our brand and see you know how Instagram worthy this uh, visual identity has become and people just embracing it and and posing with our packaging and our and our brand. It's, it's just it's such a such a such a great gift to 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 have this and for for our brand today. Well, uh, JB and David, thank you so much for uh, joining me in a brand news inaugural the the follow up podcast. And I know where I'm having dinner tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Flavor, joy, texture. A drawing of a chicken sitting inside 12-hour marinade. 
That was some wonderful insight into how this design came to be and how the great relationship between JKR and Popeyes resulted in a fun and exciting new brand for them. A big thank you once again to JB and David, and to you for being one of the first subscribers to the follow-up. Until next time, we'll be here. We hope you'll be there.